This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. I got out into my fields at the end of the week to evaluate my crop potential. What I found did not surprise me. The best description of the corn is extremely uneven, referring to the ear size. It is not as good as last year before that crop completely ran out of gas. It made corn, which was in question earlier in the season, when we were lucky enough to get some saving rains. There was not enough moisture, however, for normal development. It will be a sub-APH corn crop here. There were just too many stressed agreed days when the corn was determining ear size in June. Ear size varies greatly from plant to plant. Best yields are achieved when plants and ears all look the same uniform. This year plants competed against each other. Many ears will be short and become nubbins. I expect tip back on more normal ears as we run out of water again. Rain will help stabilize condition and save bushels at this point, but the potential to add bushels has passed. I did not bother to register for the Corn Growers Association yield contest. My soybean crop potential is a different story. The soybeans were planted April 24th, the earliest for me ever. The field was corn on corn for a few years and had been cut for silage last year, so soil was black and warmed early. It had a manure application the last two years. The farm is flat and black and hard to drain, so it does well in a dry year. We have given the crop everything that it could ask for with fungicide and insecticide. Soybeans are a drought crop and were much less affected by the stress degree day accumulation than the corn was. Now it all comes down to rain. These soybeans have full yield potential. The previous week's inch plus rain gave them a huge boost. We got another inch plus Friday night. Stress the soybean crop and then give it a drink and it can come through with a surprising yield. These soybeans need a couple more substantive finishing rains and they could survive the drought better than I anticipated. Rain events have been hit and miss, thunderstorm type activity. We have been close enough to see the lightning and hear the cracking thunder but get no preset from storms we live in Spirit Lake. The farms, however, where the rain is important, got helped. There's plenty of heat in forecasts and more stress degree days will accumulate. Ag economics is all about supply and demand and in a weather market like we've seen this summer, the same principle applies to soil moisture and rainfall. Grains have been mixed as traders shift back and forth attention from where it's going to rain a little more to where it hasn't been raining and won't be. Currently the attention is on some scattered rains likely for parts of Iowa, Minnesota, and Wisconsin, but we maintain it's still a case of not being able to see the forest for the trees, and NOAA's experimental evaporative demand map shows what we're talking about. The NOAA map shows more moisture lost than gain in the western corn belt and even some portions of the eastern corn belt. Most are familiar with NOAA's drought monitor map. The new map release shows that there's been virtually no improvement from the one issued two weeks back and actually worsening drought in parts of Iowa and Minnesota. Their drought outlook is not improved either that showed no improvement whatsoever. With drought conditions spreading to all of Nebraska and southwest Iowa through August. What is NAS doing to improve the August crop report estimates? First a little background. Last year's August yield estimate for corn turned out to be an embarrassment to USDA. They actually raised their corn yield estimate from 179.5 in July to a record 181.5 bushel per acre, only to pair it back to July's level in the September report, 
And then as the combines and actual yield reports were factored in, kept ratcheting it down further each month to the final in January at 172 bushel per acre. They were reportedly taking a couple of steps to improve their accuracy. First, making sure the assessment of farmer surveys are more scientifically selected, and the second to make better use of satellite data. Survey returns themselves will be better scrutinized for deleting outliers that distort results from areas where relatively few surveys are returned. Second, farm operations are selected from both an area frame and a list frame to produce a more representative sample for any given region. Farm and ranch operators from the list frame, for example, are selected by size depending on the proportion of the commodities of interest the operation has in comparison with other operations on the list. Then the area frame samples added to account for land not covered by the list frame. NAS will also be using a satellite tool called CropCASMA. The acronym stands for Crop Condition and Soil Moisture Analytics. We're glad that they are trying harder to get it right. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-327-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.